Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of what? Call to live, commanded to love, commissioned to serve, and here we say it this way, we live, we love, we serve. Simple, simple. Listen, I won't be long today. I have some, um, Pastor Lakeisha said, on the way here, she said, uh, do not overdo it. And so, I, I didn't ask her, like, to what degree you mean overdo, like, Overdo a little, a lot. Y'all pray with me, okay? All right. Listen, I want to turn today uh, to the gospel according to Luke in the 10th chapter and verses 17 through 20. I'm going to read it from the New Revised Standard Version and the Message Bible. The Message Bible, I read it. Ain't much I got to say after reading the Message Bible version, but... I'm going to say a little something. Luke 10, 17 through 20, we're going to begin in the New Revised Standard Version and then in the Message Bible. And here's how it reads. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. The 70 came back triumphant. Master, even the demons danced to your tomb. Watch this. Jesus said, I know. I saw Satan fall, a bolt of lightning out the sky. See what I've given you? Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. Amen. Let's pray. God, 
we bless your name on today. We honor you, O oh God, for this day. It's the only day we're living in right now. Thank you, God, for this moment is full of your time, your possibilities, O oh God, your desires for us. And God, you've punctuated this time with your presence, with your grace, with your mercy, with your love. And we stand as the beneficiaries of divine breakthrough. God, thank you. Thank you, oh God, for right now. Thank you that we are right here. Thank you that there's nowhere we can go where we're not under the covering of your presence. If we descend to the depths of hell, thou art there. If we rise to the highest mountains, God, you are there. When we walk through the deepest of valleys, you are there. So how do we not give glory? Have your way, oh God. Have your way. And we'll be sure to lift you up. For you are worthy. But while we lift you up, we'll lift one another up, oh God. As a sign of our love for you and for one another. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remain standing with me, if you will. And I'm going to read that again. Just the message Bible. The 70 came back triumphant. Master, even the demons danced to your tomb. Jesus said, I know. I saw Satan fall, a bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you? Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You take your seat. That last line, that's what I want to talk about today. The agenda for rejoicing. The agenda for rejoicing. There joy was almost incomprehensible. I mean, can you imagine when you are so ecstatic and elated that it is even difficult to find words appropriate to capture the enormity of your joy? Have you ever had that much joy or felt that much joy? That somehow, when you tried to find words to express it, it felt like you were betraying the experience. I mean, that's joy. When, when you get to the point where you truly cannot adequately communicate it effectively, the overwhelming sense of happiness, of joy that you feel. How, how, how do you explain, how do you express the joy experience when you discover something about yourself connected to a power you never knew you had? How, how do you express the joy when all of a sudden 
you know that there's nothing necessarily overwhelmingly extraordinarily extraordinary about you but all of a sudden in a moment you find yourself with the capacity to do extraordinary things i mean let me put it this way have you ever as a result of your own actions that surprised you blown your own mind I, I, I mean, I mean, for real. And this is not about being arrogant or conceited. This is about truth telling. I mean, have you ever had that experience where you were able to do something and you surprised yourself? Shocked yourself at what you were able to do. Not only that you were able to do it, but how good you were at it. Oh, yeah, you got to tell the truth every now and again. You see, I think we've forgotten the ability to celebrate ourselves. That may be why we're so anxious and thirsty for other people to celebrate us because we forgot how to celebrate ourselves. You see, when you know how to celebrate yourself, you don't go looking or searching or scrolling to find somebody to celebrate you when you have the ability to celebrate yourself and, and then celebrate the uniqueness of who you are, celebrate the accomplishment, celebrate the gift, celebrate the power, celebrate the identity, celebrate you. Man, when was the last time you got up and on your agenda for the day was self-celebration? <laughs> I mean, you were like, today, I'm going to thank God and then I'm going to say, God, thank you that you made me this way with all of this. And I'm able to celebrate because when I celebrate me, I'm also celebrating the one who created me, made me, shaped me. So when I celebrate what I'm able to do, what I'm able to accomplish, what I gifts I have, I'm celebrating what God is doing in me in this moment. I mean, have you ever pulled back to celebrate yourself? I mean, you ever been by yourself at home and start cheering your own self up when you thought about you? I mean, when you start looking back at the day and look at what you were able to do on the day, say, my God, look at me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Again, if you don't do it, don't then go looking and leaning into other spaces to do it for you. I'm convinced if you know how to do it for yourself, you won't go chasing folk. To honor you when you can honor yourself, love you when you can love yourself, embrace you when you can embrace yourself. If you know how to do all that and shower yourself with love, you won't look for other people to do it. And that means you'll really be free. Oh, God, this is a tangent. Let me pause for a second. You'll really be free because freedom is not being dependent on other people to make you feel good about yourself. Freedom is being able to love you and affirm you in a way that you can honor the best of you when you no longer are handicapped by what other people say about you because what they say cannot impact how you feel about you. That is called freedom. And I said it, I posted it some time ago. Here it is. Freedom may be the courage to be disliked. Because if you ain't worried about being liked, you're free. That means I can move through this world doing what I got to do, not worrying who likes it, who affirms it or not, because I'm free. Free to think for myself, talk for myself, be myself. Free. I want that freedom. Okay, let me come back. They came back with that joy. But how many of you know that journeys that meet joy don't always begin joyful. You, you got to hear that. Sometimes you come to joy, but you don't always start in joy. You, you ever been somewhere and had a joy layover? You missed that. It, it wasn't the destination, 
but you had a joy layover. You had to stop as you went along the journey. Yeah, their journey didn't start this way. They came back from all the places that Jesus had sent them to. Seven of them and parents or two. And they came back joyful, but they didn't leave joyful. I mean, if you read chapter 10, it is the polar opposite of joyful in the beginning. It is filled with anxiety, trepidation, and downright fear. That's how it began. That's why there's some journeys you got to walk through and not be paused by. Because it didn't start the way you wanted it to start. Let me pause. Hold on. Let me help you go back for a second. How many times you discovered joy in the moment that did not start joyful and then you were able to celebrate and not that you arrived at joy, but you said, thank God I didn't stop when it started. Here's how it started. Jesus just finished having an encounter with three would be disciples. You know the story. I'm not going to recount it. In chapter 9 of, 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 of Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, 57 through 62, Jesus began this story, this encounter with three would-be disciples. You know the story. The man said, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. He said, foxes have holes, birds have nests. Son of man has nowhere to lay his head. The next person, Jesus said, follow me. This man says, no, Lord, I got to go bury my father. Jesus hit him with this. Let the dead bury the dead. Lord. And then the, the, third, the third cat was like, listen, I peeped the first one, the second one. He goes this, listen, I'll follow you, Jesus. Clear, I'm coming. Let me go home and tell everybody I'm about to bounce. <laughs> Jesus said, listen, anybody putting their hands to the plow and looking back, check it out, ain't fit for the kingdom. He didn't say you couldn't join the church. He just said you ain't fit for the kingdom. Clearly, there's layers to this thing. Church kingdom. He said, no, you ain't fit for the kingdom. Now, watch this. The disciples don't watch. They, say, they, they don't watch. They don't watch the first man, the second man, the third one. And then when you get to chapter 10 in the King James Version, here's what it says. After these things, Jesus sent out 70 in pairs of two to all the places that he was going to go. They were to prepare the way set the table set the atmosphere for Jesus's arrival. And this is how the journey begins. This is Jesus, the carpenter speaking to 70 persons. He's about to send up. He said, I send you out as lambs among wolves. What? This ain't, this ain't the message we get in some of our spaces that we are shaped by God. We want everybody to believe that the journey is filled with blessings and breakthroughs and benevolence and, and everything about this is wonderful. You, when you save sanctified, ain't no more drama, ain't no more trouble. When you love the Lord with all your heart, all things work together for good of them that love the Lord. But nobody really tells you you're a lamb. Now, being a lamb ain't a problem if your entire community are lambs. Lambs around lambs ain't a problem. So Jesus will say, I send you out as lambs to hang out with lambs. He said, I send you out as lambs among ravenous wolves. This is Jesus speaking. No, go deeper. He didn't say, I send you out as predators. I send you out as prey. Look at it like, to the slaughter. What? 
I mean, we came all ready to go live, love, and serve. <laughs> we, we came ready to volunteer and lambs, wolves, slaughter. That's the language. What would happen if people were interested in joining church and that's the introduction? I want to be a part of SCBC. Good. Lambs, wolves, slaughter. This is the invitation. This is how he sends them out. And you're like, my God. That's what they had to hear. And I know some of them were like, Lord, have mercy. Look, this ain't really what I thought it would be. I'm thinking we want miracles and healing. <laughs> Lambs and wolves among ravenous wolves to the slaughter. And you say, so, is that it, Jesus? I mean, he said, no, a little bit more. Don't take nothing for the journey. Wait a minute. Don't take no purse. Don't no money. Don't take no parchment. Don't take no bag. Don't. Don't even take sandals. What? Barefoot? Don't take anything. All right, let me recall. We're going to be finished in a minute. Check this out. He says, this is Jesus, I send you out as empty-handed lambs to the slaughter. Empty-handed lambs with nothing that you can use for security. No security blankets, nothing to make you feel comfortable about the journey that may be so dangerous. Nothing that you can find a, a space of comfort in or familiarity on this journey that can be so dangerous. Lambs, wolves, slaughter, nothing. That's the beginning of the disciples movement. That's what it is. You see, when we are more honest about our journey as believers, and we understand the nature of the journey. And this is Jesus speaking. We understand that what's required at times is courage, faith, strength. Yes. I saw when Reverend Lakeisha asked those to stand up who were survivors of breast cancer, other forms of cancer. You, you didn't think cancer would be part of your journey. And yet somehow having cancer does not cause you to forfeit your fellowship with God. In fact, in some cases, that uh, diagnosis pushed you, not just into God, but, but many of you are here as living testimonies that it pushed you into a strength you didn't know you had and power that you might have overlooked. The journey does that at times. The journey, yes, has its high moments and its ups, but them downs can be downright dirty. And the question is, can you be here for the whole ride and not just be situational with the journey? The good and the bad, the highs and the lows, the mountains and the valleys. Well, then I'll be finished. Look what Jesus then goes on to say. He said, here's the directions. When you go to some places and you offer your peace and they receive you, he said, chill. Let them take care of you. Let them feed you. You're worthy of it to be provided for. But when you go, he didn't say if, when you go to places that don't receive your pay, please, he said here, I like the King James, I mean the, the message Bible, you get a chance to read. He said, go into the city of the street, into the street of the city, rather, 
And he says, do this. The only thing y'all gave us when we came here was the dirt on our shoes, and we're going to give it right back. Shake them. It's in the message Bible. All y'all gave us was dirt on our feet, and we're going to shake it before we get out of here. Now, go back to the places that receive you. Here's what he said do. Heal the sick, and then lean over and tell them that the kingdom of God is near. Empty-handed lambs who have now been given the capacity to heal and tell them that God is near. Can you imagine? With all that, nothing. You now become a witness that the kingdom is on the agenda. And you ain't got nothing to really show, just your words. Well, then you do have some actions, the capacity to heal, deliver, restore. Right? And then they leave. They leave. You don't get in the text that they were upset. They were grumbling along the way. You don't hear no conversation. They're like, man, you believe what he told them? They just, they go. Now, watch, this is important. He warns them what it's going to be like. He tells them they are lambs of the slaughter. And watch how the story moves. The story then jumps to what? And when they returned, they returned rejoicing. Now, notice what's not there. They don't come back saying, Jesus, let me tell you who received us. Oh, y'all going to get this. They, they, didn't, no, they didn't come back saying, Jesus, let me tell you who liked us. Who liked when we showed up. Who were glad that we were there. Neither did they come and say, let me tell you who didn't like us. Because, you know, we like to do that part. We might not tell you who liked you, but we'll tell you who didn't like us because we have a, ten- a tendency to draw attention to the negative aspects of our reality instead of accentuating the good things. We always focus on what went wrong. Nine things can go right. One thing go wrong. We will tell a great story about the one thing that went wrong and not the nine things that went right. It is like our attention is drawn to the things that cause us to be dysfunctional or dislodge us or dislocate us in spaces where happiness ought to abound. We love being fixated on the negative thing. This is why this age is so perilous, because we're desiring to be liked. And Jesus is already telling you in the beginning of the journey, listen, lambs, wolves, slaughter, acceptance and rejection will come along the way, period. Now go live and make it happen. Knowing this, that there'll be spaces and people who will like you. Wonderful. And there'll be people who don't like you. Wonderful. Keep it moving. Who you are and how you are should not be based on whether you're received or not. You didn't get that. Okay, let me say it again. How you are and who you are is not dependent on whether you are received or not. Because in this journey at times, it has nothing to do with you. There'll be people who receive you and people who reject you. And you can't get caught up in who loves or who hates. You got to get caught up on what you are called to do. And that's live the life you are created to live. And along the way, folk will love you. And along the way, folk will hate you. But don't you be held captive by the whims and opinions and fickleness of people you encounter along the way. What is that called? Life. Life. You sit around here talking about, I just wish everybody would love me. For what? 
don't want to live life under some illusion. Walking around here as if everybody likes me. I am clear that for every smile, there are three knives. You'll get that when you get home. But watch this. They learn the secret to life in their assignment. When you come back, none of that matters. What does matter? People were healed. We told them the kingdom was near. We honored the assignment. And we came back with rejoicing. You hear me? They came back rejoicing. But why? It's not that obvious. Watch what they said. Rejoicing. Rabbi, even the demons submitted. See, you don't understand what the rejoicing was about. It didn't say they rejoiced because what Jesus said to do got done. We assume people were healed. They were told and preached the kingdom was near. Watch this. But it was the unexpected gift. The gift they ain't see coming. The power they were not aware of. They, they had already internalized and accepted. We may heal along this thing. Now, that'll blow your mind anyway. I mean, ordinary people able to heal people along the way, talking about the kingdom. That's enough. That right there was enough to rejoice. But they don't come back talking about that. They come back talking about Jesus, what you didn't tell us about. You failed to tell us, Jesus, that when we went, that we would encounter demons and they would bow down. <laughs> they come back rejoicing. And Jesus is like, well, what did you expect? I sent you out with power. It was not situational. It was power. I made it so that when you left in power, that you would tread upon snakes and scorpions and everything that came into your way. That nothing would be able to harm you. I didn't just send you with an assignment. I sent you with power. And it was a power you encountered. That is a part of rejoicing. Now, I'll be done. I got three minutes. I, I'll be done. I got to get my little my Bible for this one. Hold on. Let me get my Bible up. See, this is part I like. Watch this. And I'll be done. Watch it. They come at rejoicing. My God, demons submitted. Jesus like, I know. And look what he says. He said, I gave you safe passage. You didn't need those things because I gave you safe passage. I made it so. Let me say it. He said it. That you'll walk on snakes and scorpions, protection from every assault of enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same. Watch this. Don't rejoice over that. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We heal the sick. Demons submitted, and you telling me not to rejoice on that? Are you kidding me? Jesus said, No, that ain't nothing. Because that would then you be rejoicing for what you did. Now, you missed it. I started telling you about celebrating you. But there's a higher priority on the agenda. You're going to miss this. That collapses into the secondary celebration. That if you learn to celebrate you, you got to know how to celebrate God. That's what Jesus said. Celebrate 
that God is on your side. Rejoice that the Lord is with you. You rejoice. I wish I had some of y'all in here today who could testify. I, my time is about up, but let me say this to you. Rejoice. And this is not rhetorical. This is a directive. But in case you feel it's rhetorical, I hope to help you honor the directive. Watch this. Rejoice. If you woke up this morning. Okay. Rejoice. Since you made it to the church house. Rejoice. That you can worship next to somebody who's vaccinated. Rejoice. That the pandemic didn't break your spirit. Rejoice. That you made it another day. Rejoice. That in 19 months, you didn't lose your sanity. Rejoice that you didn't lose your mind. Rejoice that God is a keeper. He sustained you. He sanctified you. He consecrated you. Rejoice. Rejoice. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I came to church for collective celebration. And I've been holding this in for 19 months. Let the redeem. Hey, of the Lord, say so. Rejoice. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Can I get churchy? He woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. And yet, will I rejoice to the God of my salvation. I will rejoice. 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 He said I'd be the head and not the tail. Rejoice. He said I'd be a lender and not a borrower. Rejoice. He said I'd be blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed in the sanctuary. Blessed on the street. Blessed on the bus. Blessed on the train. Rejoice. 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 I dare you to lose your voice. Giving God glory. I dare you to lose your voice. Giving God praise. Rejoice. 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 Because God. Hey. Rejoice. I'm glad about it. You set the agenda every day. And at the top of your agenda, today, I will bless the Lord at all times. And those praises, I will not give the enemy any of my emotions because God has done so much for me. I wish I would wake up in a bad mood. I 
wish I would sit around here moping. God has been keeping me every step of the way. I will rejoice. We got to go, but listen, just pause for a second. If you were to write a table or a chart, do it when you get home. Because sometimes we need to remind ourselves we got a reason to rejoice. When you get home today, I want you to get out a piece of paper. Right on one side, all the reasons you got to be mad. And then on the other side, all the reasons you got to rejoice. And I promise when you add it up, the rejoicing side will outweigh the angry side. Huh? What the song say? And you'll discover something. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. So what's my responsibility? I won't complain. I won't complain. Instead, I'll rejoice. I'll rejoice. There's nothing anybody could tell me to make me act like the scales are weighted on the angry side. Always more to rejoice. Always. Always. Let me stand on your feet. Everybody who's not standing, just stand on your feet right now. We're going to leave. We celebrate survivors. We celebrate warriors. But can I blow your mind? Those two words cover everybody in the building. Everybody in here. Not either or, both and. Survivor and warrior. That's who you are today. Don't you ever forget it. Because let me tell you something. With this journey, this season, this journey, this season did what the disciples experienced. You know what it did? It introduced you to gifts you didn't know you had. You didn't know you was this strong. You didn't know you could stay inside that long. <laughs> you didn't know you could look at the screen all day long. You didn't know you could survive without brunch. <laughs> you got real creative. You thought I had a brunch on Zoom. You found out how creative you were, how adaptable you are, how agile you could be. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lift up in prayer today. Because I don't take this season for granted. We're not out of it yet. So the things you discovered about you are the things you're going to have to carry with you throughout the rest of this journey. Through the rest of this journey. Now here's what I want you to do. I know we can't 
We can't touch like we used to touch it. Hold hands. But remember I said at the beginning, I'm you, you're me. So when I hug me, I hug you. So just hug yourself this morning. Yeah. And, and feel the arms of everybody on your row hugging you right now. Feel it. Huh? You, when you're doing this, you ain't just hugging you. Yeah. Grandma who left you a while ago, who passed on, she hugging you right now. And granddaddy and auntie and uncle and mother and father. Those folk who poured into you, holding you right now. Because your hands didn't get you here by yourself. When you hug you, you hugging you with the hands of those who helped you and kept you and fed you and pushed you and encouraged you. It's not just your hands. God, we thank you today. We're so grateful today, oh God, for how you continue to show, to show up in the spaces at times that we let our fear occupy. You step into those spaces, oh God, and you trample out anxiety and fear and, and timidity, oh God, you trample it out. It reminds us, oh God, that we have everything we need to make it through every journey and every season we will encounter. So God, we are grateful right now. Grateful for your presence. Grateful for how you haven't stopped working. Grateful, oh God, that you still value us. Grateful, oh God, that you're still mindful of us. Grateful, oh God, that you still love us. Grateful, God, we are. And God, grateful that we can be in the sanctuary today. Grateful, 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 God. We're grateful. Now, oh God, as we leave this place today, thank you for the reminder that we ought to wake up every day with an agenda for rejoicing. Wake up with rejoicing on our mind. Why? Because all the good days outweigh the bad days. Why? We have more reasons to rejoice than be angry. Why? Because you're a keeper, oh God, and you keep on keeping us every step of the way. Yet will we rejoice. We are grateful. This is our prayer. In your name we pray, oh God. And we say amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise on today. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.